on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Rodriguez deals to Narvaez. Swing and a fly ball hit to left. Playable for Gamble battling the sun. He's there, makes the catch, and the ball game is over. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City, here's Matt Foley. Well, some things are just not meant to be. One win from Burgers, and instead the Brewers get shut out today, and they end up losing by a 2 nothing score. Welcome in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Craig Kishan from Valley Sports Wisconsin will join us in just a bit. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Brewers ran into a good pitcher today in Tyler Anderson. He's had some good moments this year, and uh, he looked very good today, throwing the seven innings, giving up just three hits, six strikeouts, two walks. When the Brewers had some opportunities to uh, drive in runs, they did not come up with the hit as they needed. They go 0 for 4 with running and score, runners in scoring position, and they lose one win short of everybody getting a free burger from uh, from George Webb. But that's how uh, I was going to say that's how the cookie crumbles that's how the that's how the burger bites i, I don't i don't know uh, again eight five I'll, I'll just move on from that eight five five six one six one six twenty eight five five six one six one six twenty the accurate mortgage talk at tax line tweet in at matt Pauley on air we'll hear the post game comments of manager craig council we'll go back through the game with the highlights and we'll talk to you it's brewers extra innings brewers extra innings with matt Pauley on wtmj this one driven down the left field line. This is trouble. Back, way back. Kevin Newman hits a home run, just his third of the season. And for the first time in the series, the Pirates have a lead. Yeah, and they would end up winning 2 nothing as the Brewers fall to the Pirates. The winning streak ends at 11, one win short of the Freeburgers. I'll tell you. If you want to blame somebody for jinxing it, I'll I'll take it for you. I will. T- I I was excited about the George Webb stuff, right? So like yesterday, uh, I, I reached out and we were working through some things. And the uh, the vice president of George Webb Restaurants was actually going to join us here on the uh, on the program today uh, if the Brewers would have won. Instead, they lose and. We'll have uh, we'll have Ryan on at some point in the uh, future when the Brewers do win twelve in a row. But there it is. We had we had these th- we had, we had stuff planned. We were ready to go. So if you want to blame somebody for the Brewers losing today, you can you can blame me because I jinxed it by putting together plans. But that's not something you can just like do at the last moment. There's got to be some preparation to get uh, to get that uh, all worked out. Uh, if you want to join us, you can do so eight five five six one six one six twenty eight five five six one six one six twenty. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You you could tweet into the program as well at Matt Pauley on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air. Doug texting in says, a little disappointing, but I'll take the 11 wins in a row. The right handed lineups against lefties is a little concerning, especially catcher. Could be a problem in a short series in the playoffs. So the Brewers' record against right handed starters this year, they're 41 and 26, as they are 15 games above 500. Against left-handed starters, they're now 10 and 8, so two games above 500. Still an above 500 record, but clearly their winning percentage against 
left-handed starters is not as good as it is against right-handed starters. Now, uh, more often than not, you're, you're going to face righties more than lefties, right? So like you'd, you'd rather have a, a better winning percentage against right-hand starters than against left-handed starters. But Doug does make a good point that the Brewers have not been as good against left-handed starters. And the lineup that was put in there today, um, the only the only left-handed hitter was Jackie Bradley Jr., who did get a hit and extend his hitting streak. Uh, he mentioned Manny Pena, and, and Pena today goes 0 for 2. His batting average is down to 120. I, it, It's a tough conversation to have when evaluating the backup catcher. Because, like, Pena's better than a 120 hitter. How much better than a 120 hitter is he? I, I don't know. He's had some some good offensive years. He's had some not-so-good offensive years. He's had some years where he's had the, the normal righty-lefty splits. He's had some years where he's had reverse righty-lefty splits. Uh, but he, he's not, he doesn't get the opportunities to play, and he doesn't get the consistent at-bats. Now, he provides really solid defense behind the plate. He's a big part of the meetings that take place before the game as the game plans are put together. He does everything you want a backup catcher to do except hit. And it's getting to a point where you don't need him to hit a ton. You just don't. You don't need your backup catcher to hit a ton. Uh, when when the Brewers are in stretches of having no off days, he's going to play about one out of every three days. When the Brewers are going through a stretch where they've got a bunch of off days, he's going to play even less than that, one out of four, one out of five. You don't need him to hit that much. But if we're being brutally honest about this, you do need him to hit better than 120. He is someone who has a really good history with this organization, longest tenured player, yada, yada, yada. Like He does a lot of things well. You just need him to hit a little bit more than 120. Now, here's the good thing. When, when your gripe is that your backup catcher is not hitting enough, that, what that tells you is there's not a lot of gripes about the team, that most everything is going right. And when you win 11 straight games, that's the case. But I don't think we need to ignore the fact that Pena is not hitting to a level that that you would want him to hit. The Brewers have some really good catching in the minor leagues coming up. Probably, uh, you know, the prospect catcher is probably not quite ready. Uh, is uh, earlier this year when Omar Narvaez was uh, was out, we saw Luke Maley, and he's been uh, he's been playing at AAA. He was somebody they signed as as some depth, and uh, he hit two eleven in eight games with the Brewers this year at AAA. This year he's hitting one ninety, so it's not like he's knocking on the door to to come in and um, you know really take anybody's job. So I, I don't know what the Brewers are thinking at this point. I don't I don't think they're overly motivated to move on from from Manny Pena. He does so many things for this team and so many things uh, that you just you like having him on the roster, you like having him in the clubhouse, but I do think it's legitimate to say that he's hitting 120 and you really want that number to be a little bit higher. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. It's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air. Craig Kishan from Valley Sports Wisconsin, he joins us next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. 
The 0-1. Crashing. The ball is bunted right back to the pitcher. Evans has it. Throws to the catcher for one. Back to first. That's a double play. It'll go 3-2-4. And the Brewers' rally is thwarted. 2-0 Brewers fall in Pittsburgh. The 11-game winning streak, it comes to an end. Brewers still take three out of four in a place that they have uh, struggled at times, and now they get set for a three-game series against uh, the New York Mets. So that's going to be fun, a uh, matchup of a couple first-place teams, Mets leading the National League East. Let's bring in Craig Kishon from Bally Sports Wisconsin, who had the uh, play-by-play duties today. and. Craig, it's a bummer. They the win streak ends at eleven. Everybody was holding out hope for the uh, for the burgers. It doesn't happen. Uh, but that being said, this is just a day where they seemingly ran into uh, a really tough pitcher in Tyler Anderson. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that uh, when Brad Boxberger came in, that the uh, the whole burger in the name effect would uh, would thwart something that would help the offense out. I mean, I was I was grasping for things there, Matt, but you know. You're right. I mean, Tyler Anderson looked really good, and you cannot win them all, that's for sure. I think the good news about this is, um, even in a losing effort, I I thought, you know, Freddie survived a a few uh, moments here today, and uh, it was a very inconsistent, if not awful, strike zone. And you Hmm. just got to wonder sometimes if, um, you know, that doesn't affect certain pitchers mentally. But the fact that they only lost two to nothing. Um, you know, they, they were right in it and, and had a leadoff double in the ninth inning, runner at second base to start things out in a, in a rally, and uh, obviously came up short in this one. But uh, the winning streak was a heck of a ride, and, um, you know, the pitching has not suffered through any of it either. So there, there's still a lot of good storylines here. I don't know how you felt calling the game, but watching the game, just the way this team has been playing, like I never really felt like, this team was going to lose this game until the final out was finally recorded. Just It just feels like they've been coming up with the plays that they've needed to make. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with you on that. Um, I mean, look, the, the score is low, and we have seen a lot of scoreless games in the fourth, fifth, sixth inning. We've seen a lot of one nothing, 2 nothing games, you know, going into the seventh. And, and you know what this team is capable of. I mean, when, when that's your only deficit, you are not far away at all from, you know, uh, a bloop and a home run and getting right back in it or taking a lead, whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah, for sure, just, just knowing their, how this season has gone, um, they, were, they were very much in this game. And, and I, I wasn't, you know, I certainly had never ruled them out. I, I think the only thing about today's game that was a little perplexing to me was um, the, the highlight, actually, that you guys played coming in from the break, and it was that it was the one-two-three uh, double play. I mean, I, I just didn't understand the strategy there with uh, Peralta up uh, bunting with the bases loaded and one down. I, I just figured, you know what, if you're willing to do that, just let him swing away. Um, but it was uh, it was bizarre and. It was, uh, you know, one of only two scoring opportunities for the crew all day. Yeah, you guys even mentioned on the broadcast how maybe they don't want him to swing away, but then when he came up to the plate later on, he was swinging, and what he what he resulted in in his next at bat probably would have also been a double play. So maybe there's just not much confidence that swinging away Peralta can get it off the infield. That's the only thing that I can really think of. Yeah, and you know, and the other thing is too, and and, and you know this, Matt. Sometimes you just say. Um, 
take the strikeout for the out and, you know, yeah. maybe maybe have one good attempt at one good pitch, but be willing to take the strikeout for the out. But uh, uh, they, I thought they were a little bit stubborn in, in that inning, you know, forcing the bunt situation there. And um, it's just something that uh, I guess when you're winning 11 in a row, you're just not used to seeing. So um, I hope I'm sound like I'm nitpicking here, <laughs> you know, and uh, and all is good. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the the things to be upset about this game, I think, are nitpicks. That uh, Freddie Peralta has five walks. That's a few more walks than you would like to see. Luis Arias right now, he's in a bit of a slump after he had been swinging it so well. So uh, Manny Pena still just cannot get going offensively. His batting average is down to 120. That's getting to kind of a probably a danger zone point for, for him. But those are all, we're, we're, you know, we're talking about backup catcher. We're talking about a guy who had been hitting well in Arias. We're talking about a guy in Peralta who still went six innings, allowing two runs on three hits. So I think nitpick is the correct word. Yeah, it is, and it's um, you know this this was an easy game when you win eleven straight, and and you have a series of really hot hitters. Um, I mean, if you just go back to yesterday's game alone, um, and and to sit, you know, three of those hot hitters today. Um, it was, you know, a little bit perplexing when you know that you're subbing out, you know, your, your catcher for, for Manny Pena. And, you know, Pena came into this game. He's one for his last 40 coming into this game and drew a walk here today, but that, that was it to get on base. So I would say, um, you know, you're, you're right though about bringing up the fact with, with Pena. We haven't seen him in this offensive, um, type of woes before. And, um, we're in early July. And I, I don't think that that is offensively as big a deal as what he brings you behind the plate and the experience he has uh, catching these fine young, this fine young pitching staff. And it doesn't matter who he catches. He's going to do a great job back there. But if he's in there, uh, I think right now you just have to be careful of who, who else you're lining up with. And if you're facing a left-handed pitcher and your right-handed batters aren't, aren't all hitting as great as you'd like them, then you just you just need to go with some hot hitters sometime. I would have loved to have seen, you know, Jace Peterson start at second base today and give Urias the day off. He hadn't had a hit in the whole series against the Pirates. You know, little things like that. But, you know, I'm a really good manager on a Sunday when the game is over. <laughs> well, Craig, uh, we appreciate your time. Have, have a great rest of your 4th of July. Get some family time in, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Will do. Same to you. Same to everybody. Have, have a good, safe rest of the weekend. All right, very good. There's uh, there's Craig Kishon joining us here on Brewers X Journeys. Brewers fall as they lose to Pittsburgh 2 nothing. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Anderson waits on an 0-2 from Freddie Peralta. Runners with big leads. 0-2 pitch. Struck him out swinging, and the inning is over. The Pirates strand the bases loaded. Peralta gets out of it. Picks up strikeout number seven in the game. 2-0, the Brewers end up losing in Pittsburgh. The winning streak comes to an end at 11 games. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 855-616-1620, that is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's go to Tom in Milwaukee who's giving us a call. Hey, Tom, you're on WTMJ. Well, hello. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Okay, uh, I had called originally because what I was going to say was the same thing that Craig Sean just said. 
a little perplexing why you have three of your best hitters sitting out at the same time. Now, we're talking young men, and if you want to rest somebody that's got a little bit of injury or gives a guy a day off, you give one guy a day off. Not three men that are your best. I don't understand that at all. All right, Tom, I appreciate the phone call. And I, I'm never going to be critical of Craig Council for working in rest days for players. Let me say that first, and I think I've got a pretty good track record when it comes to that. And all you got to do is the injury issues right now in Major League Baseball are insane across all of Major League Baseball. So if you've got to be even more aggressive this year, giving guys days off in an effort to keep them healthy, I'm fine with that. I understand there, there's two ways to look at when you give guys day off. You know, Historically, like the, the Sunday lineup was a day where a lot of guys would get a day off. So instead of removing, you know, having your roster at like 80% or lineup at 80% or 85%, two or three days in a week, you would give a bunch of guys the day off on one day, kind of, you know, not that you're waving the white flag that day, but you know that's not your best lineup that day with the idea that the rest of the days during the week, you've got, you're going full bore. So instead of just being a little bit worse each day, you're, you're not so good one day in terms of the players in the lineup, and every other day you're good. I don't think that applies to the way the Brewers do things, though, because so many guys are moving in and out of the lineup. This is the thing I, that does frustrate me at times. I, if I would take one issue with the way the lineups are, are built, and uh, Craig Sean did allude to this, and I, I agree with him, I feel like I, everything is very prescribed. And 99% of the time, when you have a system and you believe in it, that's really good. And look at what the Brewers have done. They've won 11 games in a row. They have a plan. They have a system. They go with it, and it works. But I do feel like there are times where adjusting that to who's hot and who's not kind of makes a little bit of sense. Like the, I, I talked about it a few days ago, that you know Jackie Bradley Jr. has struggled all season long. And in that game in the Cubs series where he broke the tie with the big hit, and that was a two-hit day, it felt like that was his best off day of the year. And the next day he was out of the lineup. And I'm sure that next day was a prescribed day for him to be out of the lineup. I would have liked to have seen him be in the lineup that day because I felt like the day before was a momentum-grabbing day for him. And he wasn't. And for, for today, Jace Peterson is playing the best baseball of his life right now. He's he's Jace P. He's a guy who was DFA'd a, a month ago, who could have been picked up by any team in baseball and wasn't, and he's on this incredible run right now. And we don't know how long this run is going to go. So I I I keep him in the lineup. I, I take advantage of that. I say this is a really hot hitter who's doing things that he's never done in his career before, especially when you've got a situation with like Luis Arias who just isn't swinging it well right now. Luis had a really bad series. So the, the point that Craig made, to have Jason there today and Arias not in there, that's adjusting to who's swinging it well and who's not swinging it well. So overall, I'm good with the days off. 
I am perfectly good with the days off. And you know what? It doesn't even bother me when you have days like today and there's a bunch of your top players who are not in the lineup. There's going to be a lot of people who are bothered by it. I completely understand why you're bothered by it. I'm not even saying you're wrong. It's just not a complaint that I'm going to share with you. But the one thing I will say is I do feel like sometimes I would like to see taken more into consideration kind of the trajectory, the trending, the momentum for individual players, and that's not something that we see uh, all the time. So that would be the one issue that I would take. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well. When we return, we'll get the post-game comments. Manager Craig Council, that's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 0-2 pitch. Reynolds, a liner, and gloved by Hira, who climbed the ladder and pulled it down. What a tremendous catch by Keston Hira over there at first. It's a 1-2-3 inning for Jake Cousins. 2-0, the Brewers fall in Pittsburgh. The 11-game win streak comes up one win short of Burgers. It seems so perfect. Fourth of July, get that 12th win, get Burgers. It doesn't happen. Manager Craig Council spoke with the media just a little while ago, opened up his uh, post-game comments talking about the performance of starting pitcher Freddie Peralta. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I thought Freddie pitched really well. I mean, a, a guy got him on a, on a first-pitch um, fastball. He just kind of missed a location and then, you know, an opposite field double. So there really wasn't, you know, there wasn't much going on. He had to work hard in the sixth to, to get through the inning, but... Um, Freddie pitched well. I mean, they, they're an aggressive. They're going to be aggressive against whoever you put in there. Um, and so, um, you know, maybe they didn't offer the slider, but he threw a bunch of good changeups and fastballs. So, um, you know, if not for that, you know, the double that just tucked inside the line, we're, we're looking at one run over six innings, pretty darn good. Craig, you look now. Freddie has ten straight quality starts, and when you think back to his career, there were kind of the first inning troubles some days, and command troubles and uh he's just become much more complete pitcher for you hasn't he and a reliable guy i mean freddie's an elite starter i mean you know it's more than that it's elite um he's you know he's worked hard to improve the the slider and the changeup. you know the slider i thought was first kind of common and now the changeup's a a real pitch against left-handed hitters so you know, there, there's there's a lot for the hitter to worry about, and um, he's having an incredible season. Um, you know, it's an elite season. He's, he's an elite starter right now. Craig, what about Anderson and just kind of how he was able to keep guys off balance today? Yeah, I mean, it just he was top of the zone. The cutter was in a lot. Uh, the fastball was up a lot. Um, and probably it was probably the cutter that, you know, I thought just – you know, it's felt like it was just on our hands the whole time. Um, you know, we really just didn't feel like we had a lot of balls. You know, on the balls we did get metal, we just didn't do much. So, um, you know, I'll give him credit. It was a little scattered to begin with, but then he kind of locked it in. Craig, 11 straight wins is, is great, of course. Um, what, what sticks out to you about just kind of how everybody chipped in? You know, I know you've talked about that throughout the course of it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big thing. It's you know the names that all chipped in from uh, you know Jace Peterson throughout the streak. That's probably the, the name of a different guy that just 
just was incredible through this, has been incredible through this stretch. Um, the bullpen guys have done a fabulous job. Starters have been, you know, rocks, just, just rock solid kind of delivering every single time out. So, like I said, 11 game streaks, you're going to get everybody on the roster has done something to help us through this streak for sure. And, uh, it, it feels like a stretch where, you know, we were, everybody carried the load. Um, and that's, that's how you put together a streak like this. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a bit ago. Brewers lose 2 nothing. How's it all go down? We'll tell you what the highlights next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 2-0 Brewers fall to the Pirates. Starting pitching matchup, Freddie Peralta going for the crew. Tyler Anderson getting the start for the Pirates. It would be the Pirates who would strike first. Bottom of the first inning, second hitter of the inning, Kevin Newman. This one driven down the left field line. This is trouble. Back, way back, Kevin Newman. It's a home run, just his third of the season. And for the first time in the series, the Pirates have a lead. Brewers had an opportunity to get that run back in the top of the second inning. Manny Pino walked, Jackie Bradley Jr. a base hit, and Daniel Robertson is hit by a pitch. So the ba- that all happened with one out. Bases are loaded at one out. Freddie Peralta comes to the plate. The 0-1 crashing. The ball is bunted right back to the pitcher. Evans has it. Throws to the catcher for one. Back to first. That's a double play. It'll go 3-2-4. And the Brewers' rally is thwarted. So it remains a one nothing game. Freddy Peralta would really lock in after that. He would not run into trouble again until the sixth inning. With one out, Ben Gamble, who continues to have success against his former team, he gets a base hit. That brings up Wilmer Defoe. Defoe is struck out and grounded out to first. It's this one just fair inside the bag at third. That ball will hit off the sidewall and carry back towards the infield. They're going to send the runner from third. Adamas will throw to third. It'll be an RBI double for Wilmer Defoe. An inconvenient bounce that time for the Brewers. Phillip Evans would then walk after a Michael Perez strikeout. Jared Oliva would walk as well. So the bases are loaded, and Peralta's counterpart, Tyler Anderson, comes to the plate. Anderson waits on an 0-2 from Freddy Peralta. Runners with big leads. 0-2 pitch. Struck him out swinging, and the inning is over. The Pirates strand the bases loaded. Peralta gets out of it. Picks up strikeout number seven in the game. That would be it for Peralta. His day ends right there as he ends up going six, allowing two runs on three hits, seven strikeouts, and five walks. Jake Cousins has a scoreless seventh inning, and then Brad Boxberger puts up a scoreless eighth, so we head to the ninth inning. It is still a 2-0 game. Richard Rodriguez comes on to pitch for the Pirates. First batter he faces off against is Willie Adamas. 0-1. Swing and a bouncer, third base. That's a fair ball down the left field line. Extra bases for Willie Adamas. He's around first. He's into second with a leadoff double, and the tying run is going to come to the plate for the Brewers. And you got the guys coming up that you want to come up. Next hitter, Avisail Garcia, he flies out. Then Christian Yelich comes up as a pinch hitter. He flies out. He didn't miss a home run by much. And then Omar Nervaez with two outs comes up as a pinch hitter. 
Rodriguez deals to Narvaez. Swing and a fly ball hit to left. Playable for Gamble, battling the sun. He's there, makes the catch, and the ball game is over. With the loss, the Pirates go to 30 and 53. The Brewers drop to 51 and at 34, winning totals for Pittsburgh. Two runs, four hits, no errors. They leave eight for the Brewers. No runs, four hits, one error. They leave six. Winning pitcher Anderson, he's four and eight. Peralta takes the loss. He's seven and three. Rodriguez, his 11th save. Home run, Newman, his third. The game lasting two hours and 41 minutes. Played in front of 12,527 folks. Brewers lose to the Pirates 2 nothing. We'll come back. We'll preview the Mets series. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 2-0, the Brewers end up losing to the Pirates. 11-game winning streak. It comes to an end for the crew. Around the National League Central, Cubs lose again. Reds knock off the Cubs 3-2. That's nine straight losses now for the Cubs. They have dropped it all the way back to 500 at 42-42. and Reds are playing some pretty good baseball right now. They are 43-40, and the only other game involving an NL Central team. They're in the top of the sixth inning, and the Cardinals lead the Rockies by a 2-1 score. Current standings in the NL Central. The Brewers now have a seven-game lead on the Reds. Cubs eight and a half back. The Cardinals nine and a half. That'll either be nine or ten, depending on what they end up doing. And the Pirates get back within 20. They are 20 games back of the first-place Brewers. Around the Brewers' minor league uh, system, uh, we will get that for you. AAA Nashville. Uh, they are going to host Louisville tonight. Double A Biloxi. They are going to play at Pensacola tonight. Uh, High A Wisconsin. They're putting it on Beloit, winning 13-4. I believe I saw Chris Maring, the voice of the Timberwolves, tweeting out that that's that's the final game this year for Wisconsin at Beloit. So that's going to be the final game at Pullman Field for the Timberwolves, as uh, they're going to be playing in a new uh, ballpark next year. And uh, Carolina leads Fayetteville 8-4 in the top of the eighth inning. There are also some reports out there on social media. Media, that Garrett Mitchell, who's been playing with the Timber Rattlers, has been called up to Double A. That has not yet been confirmed, but there has been some reports out there on social media that that's happening. So if you miss seeing him play in Appleton, now you're going to have to go to Biloxi to see him. Brewers, if the uh, report is true, Brewers getting set to open up a series in New York against the Mets. Game one pitching matchup: Brandon Woodruff for the Crew, seven and three. Tyler McGill will get the start for the Mets. He has no record. Six ten first pitch. Our coverage will begin at five. 35. I look forward to talking to you after for Brewers X Trainings here on WTMJ.